Good evening, dear listeners. Emma Peel here, stepping out of the shadows of intrigue and into the spotlight of mystery. Tonight, we delve into a tale of deception and allure, where appearances are as deceptive as a chameleon in a kaleidoscope. Join me as we unravel the enigmatic world of Venus Brown, a woman as mysterious as the planet she's named after, and John Steed, the epitome of suave sophistication. Together, we'll navigate through a labyrinth of secrets and lies, where every reflection hides a riddle, and every smile masks a secret. So, fasten your seatbelts, sharpen your wits, and prepare for a journey into the heart of the unknown. This is The Avengers, where danger is our constant companion, and the unexpected is just another Tuesday. Let the adventure begin! Venus Brown rose languidly from behind her desk, and walking to the mirror, rearranged her hair. It was blonde, and fell to her shoulders. She admired it, as she admired practically everything else about herself. Crawford watched impatiently. I think we are not being careful enough. I can't agree. One has to take a certain amount of chance in life. We need more money. You're... you're quite taken with this man, John C., aren't you? He is agreeable, and rich. I still think we should have him very carefully screened. And if he finds out we're checking on him, becomes annoyed and withdraws his support. Oh, that's all right with me. We did well enough without him. At least I did. <laughs> well, my dear Crawford, I do believe you were jealous. Hey, boy. But I suppose it's only to be expected. All right, check on Steve if you must. But keep me informed. No matter what happens, I can handle him. Just watch me. The Avengers. Hello, Agents of Nostalgia. Emma Peel here with a mission for all aficionados of classic radio. In a world of high-speed chases and cunning espionage, one must always be equipped with the best gadgets. Presenting the one-terabyte portable USB hard drive, a compact yet vast vault containing over 37,000 classic radio programs. Imagine, with just a click, you can traverse the comedic genius of Jack Benny, delve into the wild frontiers with gun smoke, unravel mysteries with suspense, and chuckle along with Fibber McGee and Molly, and of course the thrilling action of the Avengers. It's a collection that offers a delightful escape into the golden era of radio, all from the convenience of this sleek, stylish device. Perfect for those undercover evenings, or when you simply wish to indulge in the charm of yesteryears. Secure your hard drive today, and let the adventures of the past Become the thrilling companions of your present. Get yours at 1tb.brandoclassicradio.com. That's the number one, and TB as in terabyte. John Steed and Emma Beale, The Avengers. Episode 3 of this story, in which Emma Peel gets absolutely nowhere. But John Steed passes all tests with flying colors, 
and get the membership card from Venus with luck. John Steed had very much enjoyed his visit to the British Venusians party. The main reason for his enjoyment were the undoubted charms of the secretary, Venus Brown. Miss Brown was a dish, and Steed privately thought that if he could keep Mrs. Peel on the outside investigations, the inside work should be as agreeable as any he had for a long time. It was because he insisted on becoming a full member of the society that Venus had recommended he had his eyes tested. It seemed that all would-be astronomers were subjected to this. Steed didn't mind. He dropped in at Dr. Henry Primble's surgery later that morning, tapping gently on the frosted glass panel with the tip of his umbrella. No reply. Steed tried the door, which was unlocked, and entered. The surgery was filled with a conglomeration of bizarre equipment, including examination chairs, an operating table, plus an array of tall test cards on wheels. Steed stepped forward, but an urgent voice stopped him. No, 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 don't stay where you are. Don't move. Steed halted. He looked to the left, to the right, up at the ceiling, and then eventually down on the floor. A head appeared from behind the ophthalmic chair, a large dome head. The gentleman in question was wearing a binocular loop, and lenses like elongated antennae. Steed thought he looked like something from outer space, another unidentified object, but he risked the question. Dr. Primble, I could do. You presume right. Kindly do not move your feet. What do we think of not? Uh, contact lens down here somewhere. Ah, would that, would that be it? Lead extended the tip of his umbrella and pointed to a position about an inch away from Primble's rather large nose. Ah, ah, yes, yes, that is so. Uh, uh, much obliged to you, sir. Ah, yes, yeah. Now, my glasses, I had them somewhere. Lead reached out and withdrew Primble's glasses from his white coat pocket and handed them to him. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, much obliged to you, Mr. Steed. Steed, Steed. Yeah, I've never heard of any Steeds in the business. I'm not in the business. Ah, I see. A patient. Have you an appointment? No. Yeah, then I can't see you. Never see anyone but after the appointment. Well, can I make one? Saturday, Saturday, you can. Uh, when? Steed looked at the wall calendar. It said Friday the 13th. And then at his watch. It said a quarter to twelve. How about uh, Friday the 13th at, um, 11.45? Yes, yeah, suits me nicely, Mr. Steed. Take a seat. Mrs. Peel, determined not to spend another day chasing things that looked as though they came from outer space, made for Lord Mansford's residence. Lord Mansford was issuing orders to his man, Jennings. I shall... Not wish to be disturbed, Jennings. Very good, sir. I intend spending the rest of the morning with my art treasures. I am agreeable way of spending an hour. You will uh, receive everything I need? Of course, sir. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Lord Nansford, the heavily built man in his early sixties, smoothed down his red hair, brushed the mutton chop towel the dark back with a freckled hand, and made for a large fault. We set the release for one o'clock. Let me on at one, and then... One o'clock, sir. Lunch at a quarter past. I shall set the alarm. 
So when Mrs. Peel arrived, she was told, I'm very sorry, Mrs. Peel. Afraid you just missed Lord Mansford. Oh, too bad. When will he be back? Oh, he isn't out. Oh, but I thought you said... He's in. They're very much in. He's in his boat, you see. Through that vault door, it leads to another wing. He's perusing his art treasures. In a vault? Security. There's a time lock. No one gets in, and he can't get out until the clock strikes one. Oh, but just about an hour. Madame would care to wait. I was in the process of mixing an ice-cold, non-alcoholic punch. You'll be very welcome. And then, perhaps, luncheon with Lord Mansford. That sounds extremely civilized. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Steve, over to you. I'm putting my feet up for an hour. I sincerely hope you are not doing the same. But he was. In Primble's surgery. Feet up a little high up, please, Mr. Steve. Is it well enough for his life prone and all that one guy? Ah, uh, better lighting. Now, read the test card from the top. Identify all the hats upon the top, please. Ah, uh, Clover, Humber, Muller, Jockey Cap, Pork Pie, Topper, Boulder, Bubby, Head. Oh, bravo, excellent. That's what I told was Brown. May I get up? Into the chair, please. Feet up. Big hands, I don't wear glasses. Now, let's see. Trimble shot out a foot. The ophthalmic chair tilted back with a jerk. Trimble peered down into Steed's face, directing the pen torch towards Steed's eyes. Yes, now let's see. So, you hope you'll join us, Mr. Steed. Can't wait. Uh, look up to the left. Yes. Now the right. I can actually cross for the fellow help. No, no, no. Have you seen Miss Brown's new book? Venus, our sister planet. Got a copy on order. Well, it's become the handbook for the society. <laughs> Though, to be honest, I, I find it a trifle disturbing. Oh, and not well. Well, if there is life on Venus, it's not the life as we know it is. Uh, after rock else, the uh, no, no, it's hot up there, you know. Very hot. Quite hot down here at the moment. I mean, it's too hot for humans. Of course, life can exist in many forms. Solid liquid or gas. I plump for gas myself, yes. Fiery gas. Another <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, well, Mr. Seed, your eyes are perfect. Well, I knew they were. Uh, welcome to the fold. Oh, and here's a copy of Miss Brown's little book. Oh, my mm -hmm. dear. Thank you very much. Uh, the only come up is her impression of a Venusian. Oh, very fun. Steed gazed at the photographic cover of the book and then drew from his pocket several bromide prints. How strange. They're almost identical. Good gracious. Mr. Steed, where did you get these? Taken with an astro camera. Last night. Oh, good gracious. Oh, this could be catastrophic. Why? Well, no. I warned them. I warned Venus and Crawford. I warned them all. Warned them? What about? Oh, it's satellite to Venus. If you plan to invade a strange world, they might follow suit and invade us. Looking at these photographs, Perhaps they already have. And you there's the dart, eh? Ain't it brown people? Uh, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Hello, Venus. I, I felt to tell you that John Steed is perfectly okay. Thank you, Doctor. There you are, Crawford. I knew he was okay. His eyesight might be. 
Obviously, nothing wrong with the way he was looking at you. And I gave him a copy of your book, but he already has photographs taken with an astro camera. Shots of the planet Venus. Where did he get them from? I don't know. Said they were taken last night. Thought you should know. Yes. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Doctor. We'll be in touch. Goodbye. What is it now? More interference? I don't know. But perhaps you could be right about Pete after all. Mrs. Peel, relaxing at Lord Mansford's home, sipped her cold punch with great appreciation. Blended hmm. punch, Jenkins. Thank you, ma'am. I'm glad it's to your liking. Lord Mansford will not be long. It's nearly one o'clock. The vault is fully automatic and infallible. Mrs. Peel placed the glass down on a table near the vault wall. She was surprised to see that the small glass swivel stick was tinkling against the wind. The tinkling grew louder, and then Mrs. Peel became aware of another sound coming from within the vault. Jenkins also heard the noise. He looked at the clock on the vault door a couple of minutes ago. Inside the vault, Lord Manford tapped his hands over his ears. The whole house seemed filled with a screaming sound. Then everything happened at once. There was a blinding flash. The vault clock rang and the door stood open. Jenkins and Mrs. Peel rushed into the vault. This way, Mrs. Peel. There he must be. There he is. In the corner. That can't be Lord Mansford. He's changed. But it was Lord Mansford. His face was rigid, lifeless. His hair and mutton chop moustache, vividly white. Nearly. And with a bishop uppercut, Jimmy Anderson finishes turning his whole head into three hours in seven minutes. Great work, Jimmy. Play any other sport? Yeah, tell me now. You're looking pretty cool, Jimmy. What the urban do you use? Steel for court, for a court? Why? It works. Use the sports from the urban to one thick. Thing or stain. In aerosol or roll-on, it's made to keep sportsmen cool and dry. Think what it can do for you. There's just no dirt that can stand up to the cleaning power of 